This is Lisa Miller. Today on the Florida Insurance Roundup, Florida's uncertain property insurance market and perspective from two insurance agents on the front lines. And eventually what's going to happen with people is that they're they're not going to be able to afford that mortgage payment because their insurance is escrowed with their taxes. And it's just becoming a dilemma. And now to make matters worse, it's not only the client. Now I have realtors encouraging clients to file claims to replace their roof in order to get the house sold. This is Lisa Miller and Associates, Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. Now, here's Lisa Miller. Welcome, friends. If you live or own property in Florida, you likely already know about it. The property insurance market, residential and commercial, has gone topsy-turvy. Policy cancellations and non-renewals, greater underwriting restrictions as the term goes, and double-digit rate increases, some as high as 50%. We're seeing it every single day. Some of you wonder why. The reason I believe is that Florida's domestic insurance companies are in a sea of red ink with $1.6 billion in what are called net underwriting losses. Consumers have been left holding the bag for now. Some are scrambling to find coverage. I get phone calls often wondering what's going on. Consumers are increasingly are turning to their insurance agents for help, and I try to speak with insurance agents all over the state weekly to get a feel for what's going on. So today on the Florida Insurance Roundup, We're going to talk with a couple of those agents to learn what they're hearing and how they're trying to help as best they can. We can also talk about some of the insurance market litigation and some of the bills trying to reform that. And we're looking to the legislature to ease this dilemma and help rewrite and rebalance this market. So joining us today is Anna Regina Mira. She's the CEO of American Insurance Point Insurance Agency and a 23-year insurance agent in Orlando, and she specializes in properties bought by foreign visitors. She routinely educates the media. I have seen her on some TV spots and other radio spots about the threats to her consumers because of the required rate increases and what's going on in this market. And we also have Dulce Suarez-Resnick. She's vice president of the Personal Lines Agency, one of the Accentria insurance agencies, and a 36-year agent in Miami who serves on the Citizens Property Insurance Corporation's agent roundtable. And I first met her many years ago, and she continues to be a leader on the board of the Latin American Agent Association. So welcome, Anna Regina. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And Dulce, glad to have you. Thank you, Lisa. Good afternoon to everyone. Also, it's a pleasure to be here for you. So I'd like to kind of get started right away. I'd like the audience to hear about your distinguished background. So Anna, Regina, if you could just, you know, in a few sentences, tell us how you got in the insurance business and what it has meant to you. Sure. Well, I came to the U.S. in 1992. And when I came, my background was in the travel business. So that's how I started my life here. After five years, I was completely burned out 
with the travel business and I decided to go into the insurance because I couldn't see anybody that would speak Portuguese and I thought I could do a better job as an agent. Um, so I started my career with a national company, a captive company, and I purchased a small book, book of business at the time. And this book was sold for about 10 times uh, the initial price that I, I paid through an SBA loan. Um, after that, I became an independent contractor for a local agency. Uh, I did that for six years. And it came to a point that either I would keep accepting the way that they did business, it was their agency, or I would just, you know, move on and open my agency again. So with the owner's blessings, they helped me a lot uh, by contacting carriers and helping me to obtain appointments. In 2012, February of 2012, I opened American Insurance Point. Uh, we started with zero clients, so I wrote my first client, who is still my client to this date, and today we have over uh, 12,000 clients. Very impressive, Anna Regina, and you are quite a leader and small business owner um, cheering you on. Dulce, a little of your background for our listeners today. Well, I uh, came over from Cuba when I was two and a half years old, and our family business was the restaurant business, and I definitely wanted no part of that, and I was hoping to be a pediatrician. I was a honors biology student, and I was a medical explorer, and I really thought that medicine was going to be the way. Unfortunately, I have a huge fear of, of needles. And that quickly changed during a six-week uh, rotation at one of the local hospitals when I had to uh, rotate with the phlebotomy department, the lab. And uh, I told my parents that medicine would not be my career. Uh, so here I was at Miami-Dade Community College, and I was offered a job at an agency that was about a block and a half away from the college. So I worked there part-time. I used to type policies. Eventually, I really found it interesting and decided um, that that would be my career path. So I took on some education and uh, decided to uh, stick with insurance. And uh, I became a CSR. And then from there, about nine years later, I became a producer. And I have been in the insurance industry ever since. I, uh, as time passed, one of my instructors told me you should really get into teaching because you have a knack for it. So I started teaching my fellow insurance agents, hoping to make them better agents. And in about 2003, I got involved with the association on the legislative front. And I was bitten by the legislative bug. So now I'm an insurance agent that does personal and commercial lines insurance. And I also am very involved in my industry through teaching and through being a voice for the industry on the legislative front. It's a pleasure to work with both of you. And for our listeners, I've known these ladies for a long time, and they are on the front lines doing what they can for their consumers. So speaking of that, Anna Regina, tell me what it's like spending a day in an Orlando agency, talking to consumers, listening to their challenges and their fears. Sure. This has been a completely um, out-of-the-ordinary year. 
it started, I would say, by August of last year. Um, and I noticed that several companies start to have higher than usual rate increases. And we at our agency, we also deal with the dollar versus the Brazilian currency or the European euros or in Latin America in general. So besides the increase, they also have to deal with their money being of less value and going through a pandemic. So right now, I had to hire more staff in order to be able to quote, um, to requote these clients, to educate them. Many of them I asked to help and sign petitions and help us to spread the word of what's going on. Um, we also um, review policies and see if there is anything we can do. Most cases we can, sometimes we can't. What happens is sometimes we have to have uncomfortable conversation with clients and some clients decide that they don't want to keep insuring the property. They just want the liability. And I see people taking a greater risk because they cannot afford to pay for the property insurance. Is there um, similar experiences for you, Dulce? Remember, you know, you're in the Miami, you're in kind of the vortex. And we used to think all these, quote, problems were just South Florida. But the very reason why I've got Orlando represented here, as well as the Miami challenges. Tell us what is that similar to what you're doing, Dulce, some of the impact on real estate and what your thoughts are about what's going on today. Well, what we're seeing in Miami is a little bit more advanced than what Anna Regina is seeing in Orlando. Uh, I've been dealing with the issue here um, for quite a few years. First, it was brought on by the assignment of benefits uh, situation and all of that abuse and fraud. And finally, uh, in, in 2019, there was some reform passed. But as soon as that reform was passed, we started dealing with a different issue. And now it was the increase in premiums due to the costs of reinsurance as it relates to windstorm coverage for the insurance carriers, which has caused in South Florida a an availability and an affordability issue. So we are seeing folks here in South Florida seeing rate increases, you know, 20%, 30%, some as high as 40%, and um, we're being asked to please find them another market. The problem is that in the last two years, more and more of our markets have shut down. I represent 16 homeowners carriers, and I have four open in Miami-Dade County and six open in Broward County. And the problem is, is that the four that I have open in Miami-Dade County have a year of construction restrictions. So it's either your home was built 2010 and newer, 2005 in Noor or 2002 in Noor. In Broward County, we have the same four carriers plus an additional two that are, uh, those other two are looking at 1996 in Noor, but they have a roof age requirement. So if you have a house built in 1996, they will accept you as long as your roof is less than 10 years old. So it's becoming a situation here in South Florida, because if you 
if your premium's too high and there's nowhere else to go, then you only have one market. And that market, unfortunately, is citizens. I myself have a great carrier. And last year, I had an $1,800 rate increase. I paid with my coverages. I reduced my premium, my premium increase a little bit, but it's still a $1,400 increase. This year, my increase was $800. My mortgage payments have gone up year after year. And eventually, what's going to happen with people is that they're, they're not going to be able to afford that mortgage payment because their insurance is escrowed with their taxes. You know, and it's just becoming a dilemma. There's, when you look at a 30% rate increase, and I know for the people up north in northern Florida, 30% of their average premium on a $350,000 house, the average premium bump in North Florida is about 1000 to $1,100. 30% is about $300, $330. Well, when your average premium is $3,500, a 30% rate increase is a big deal. It is, it is a big deal, and, and thank you for sharing that with us. I kind of suspected that, Dulcie. So with your experience with Citizens Property Insurance Corporation, which, of course, is supposed to be the insurance company of last resort and the private market should stand in front of it, are you seeing that you're having to send your customers there? And Anna Regina, I'll have you respond to that as well, but let's start with Dulcie. We, unfortunately, um, just like every other agent in South Florida, we try to find alternatives to going to citizens. Um, Contrary to popular belief of the Florida legislature that thinks that the agents in Southeast Florida are making money by selling citizens' policies, they are sadly mistaken. Uh, We try to find them uh, alternates in the ENS market. Uh, we try to see what other companies can do. Sometimes they'll go without windstorm coverage because they, they don't have a mortgage anymore. So they'll take off the windstorm and just keep the, the regular perils and the liability. Some will do like Anna Regina had mentioned, I don't want any property coverage. All I want is liability. I no longer have a mortgage. And some that do have a mortgage are pushing the limits of their deductibles uh, and getting deductibles that I worry they cannot afford the day that they have a large loss, be it a fire or a hurricane, um, and they're just doing that so they can afford their insurance. Wow. Anna Regina, you're hearing what's going on in Miami. You are experiencing similar, similar type situations, and if you would comment, Anna Regina, on what you think is causing you know, these required rate increases that the insurance commissioner has to approve. It's not like he wants to approve them. Although we have a more, I'd say, flexible market, it's not that much. We have the same age limitations for roofs. Um, We probably don't have any carrier that would take a roof that is 20 years or older, unless it's citizens. And they don't take patches roofs that have had any type of patching. Um, So we do have a lot of restrictions here. And citizens that has never been a a carrier that would be considered for uh, Central Florida since we have so much offer, right now we bump into 
uh, citizens constantly. My production with citizens has always been limited to South Florida and coastal areas because we do serve South Florida as well. But now, unfortunately, we see that in Central Florida. At my agency, what I tell my CSRs are you avoid citizens at all costs. Uh, And what I see right now is exactly that. Uh, How carriers are responding to all the roofs, how restricted the market is, and how hard it is to write. We already have carriers that are uh, offering the um, cash value roof. So, you know, if you want a a new roof, that will no longer exist. And I think this eventually will be a normal. I agree with Dulce regarding the deductibles. In Central Florida, it has always been a thousand all other perils and 2% hurricane. Right now, we're matching Miami with the 5% hurricane, 2,500, 5,000. And some carriers are already bumping their uh, other perils to $10,000. So the clients that choose those deductibles, can they afford in case of a catastrophe? Probably not. So here's the question. Dulcie and Anna Regina. And Dulcie, I'll let you take it. What are the causes? I hear things like reinsurance rates are going up, a lot of times solicitations, people getting free roofs. What are you seeing out there, Dulcie? I know you've been tracking some of these crazy ads and that type thing. Well, well, Lisa, we all know that there, we have a situation. And whether it's, whether it's a, a homeowner's claim, whether it's an auto claim, Whatever kind of claim, there is one common denominator, and that is that we have an attorney somewhere. And the exorbitant attorney's fees need to be reined in. We have been saying this to the Florida legislature for years. It doesn't matter what kind of reform you pass, as long as you ignore the one-way attorney's fees and the fee multiplier, and the application of the fee multiplier, then you have really done nothing because you basically close the door and open the window. So, yes, we're, we're done, hopefully, with all of our hurricane claims um, because Michael's and our third-year anniversary is coming up now in October. But you know that there seems to always be a shift. It was the storm claims from the 2004-2005 season, and we saw the PA activity, we saw the attorney activity, then came AOB. You know, no, came sinkhole. From sinkhole came AOB. From Now the AOB, we're looking at the new hurricane claims that have come. So it's whack-a-mole. They're playing whack-a-mole, and the common denominator here are the attorney's fees and the multiplier. Every time you sit down to watch television, early in the morning, every 15 minutes, you will see an advertisement, at least down here in South Florida, about an attorney telling you how they can help you with a claim and how the insurance company doesn't want to pay you and how you need to call them first. So the attorneys are educating the consumer to have a different mindset. That don't call your insurance agent, your trusted advisor, if you have a claim. Call us. We can inspect 
since when is an attorney a PA, an adjuster? If we're going to inspect them, we're going to let you know if it's covered. This is really the root of the problem right here. If you, if you look at it, it's become the perfect storm. We come out of the AOB situation with companies that have been weakened by that situation to then three storms, Hermine in 16, Irma in 17, Michael in 18. Then we had Ida, which is a smaller storm last year. But you come into the storm, you have now a problem with the marketplace, and you have the perfect storm. You have companies that don't, that financially are holding on, trying to hold on. They can't afford the additional cost of the reinsurance. So capacity is, is running out. So now your market, your market has dwindled. There isn't enough competition. The rates are extremely high, and that is pushing everybody to citizens. And, and it's not because the agents want it, and it's not because the consumer wants it. It's because it's the only thing that is still available. And we have forgotten that those folks that own homes that have a replacement value of over a million dollars, they are starting to see the situation as well. Their carriers, AIG is non-renewing a lot of their policyholders in the coastal areas. They're trying to find windstorm insurance. Windstorm insurance has gotten extremely difficult to find. Western Insurance Company has, has reduced capacity right now. So we're looking at a marketplace down here. There's no capacity. The rates are through the roof. And it really doesn't matter if it's a large, high-value home or if it's a, a, a decent, everyday, two hundred dollars or $300,000 home. The marketplace is the same for everyone. And we are getting calls on a daily basis from our customers, help me find something cheaper. You're getting phone calls from realtors saying, can you help this client? They can't find insurance because their roof is 22 years old. And it's becoming a problem. You know, the, these deals are going to fall apart because the cost of insurance is so high, it's knocking people's ratios out of whack. Anna Regina, you're hearing the real live reality TV show, if you will, that Dulce is painting for us. What do you do when your customers call you and say, I've got somebody at my door and they're offering me a free roof and a free kitchen? What What do you do? What do you say to that, Anna Regina? Well, this is this became so common, Lisa, so common. And now they, to make matters worse, it's not only the client. Now I have realtors encouraging clients to file claims in order to get the house sold. Um, one of the realtors called me the other day and said, this is making me very uncomfortable because I have a listing in which the roof is 23 years old and the buyer's uh, agent wants my client to file a, an insurance claim to replace the roof. And she said, don't worry, they will change the roof. So besides all these roofers canvassing every neighborhood, putting the, you know, the little paper uh, flyer on your door saying, call me and you are entitled to a free roof, no deductibles. Wow. And many people call and these people show up with an assignment of benefits. Sometimes we never hear about it. When it comes to us, either the roofer 
never did the job or did half away or used horrible type of shingles and charged for architectural shingles. So uh, whenever we hear this from the beginning, we educate the client and we explain, maybe they're giving you a free roof now, but for the rest of your life, you're gonna be paying for that roof. And we give examples of companies that just go out of the market and people are left without the, the claim money anymore because they already got the money, no roof, and, you know, the, their reputation of their claim is horrible. So, Dulcie, with your impressive background and legislative engagement, if you were queen for a day, what would you say to the legislature to help them fix the horror of horribles that we're hearing on this podcast about how bad things are? What would you do? I would ask the legislators to find the courage to do the right thing, to support Senate Bill 76. There's so many things in that bill that will not only help the consumer, will help the industry. I think it goes all the way around. I think it's a very fair bill. But doing the right thing isn't easy. So I ask them to look inside and find the courage to do so because they really have the key to solving the, the insurance crisis that the state of Florida is going through. And I'll throw it to you, Anna Regina. If you were talking to the Orlando contingent of legislators, what would you say to them to try to fix what you're going through every single day? I would tell them that enough is enough. And the insurance industry has been bleeding for a while. And I'm sure each one of them is a consumer. And it's impossible that they are not suffering with the insurance rates right now. It's impossible that they cannot look to the little guy that used their savings as a down payment and now cannot afford the escrow payment. And we are the voters. Thank you for that, ladies. That is amazing advice. I hope that the legislators that do listen to this podcast will take note. There are several that see that this is going to continue to worsen as Senator Jeff Brandis in a recent committee meeting last week said that we cannot preserve the status quo. We have to take bold steps to make the change. And I think he said that very well. If any of you as listeners want to jump in and and participate with us, we are not able to get in the Capitol because of the COVID restrictions. It's very difficult with several restrictions when you try to testify in committee and deadlines and pre-advance notice and that type thing. But we are still persevering as best we can using a lot of virtual uh, techniques to communicate with our legislators. And I just want to remind you of the talent that we have on this podcast. Anna Regina Mira, CEO of American Insurance Point Agency in Orlando, and Dulce Suarez Resnick, who is vice president of personal lines of an Accentria insurance agency in Miami. And 
It's clear after listening to our very distinguished guest today that Florida's property insurance market dilemma is going to deepen and worsen without needed legislative reforms. Um, I see the insurance company's future, their profitability, and when I say profitability, that's their ability to pay claims, is going to require them to shed business is the term that is used and cancel or non-renew policies, and those policies will probably wind up um, at Citizens, which is growing at a rate of about 5,000 policies a month. Uh, the estimates are that they'll be at 700,000 very soon, when their low point last year was 400,000. Uh, we're seeing, as you heard our guests say, consumers taking larger deductibles to get their premiums down, and then when the time comes, can they pay? This doesn't all just come from me or my guest or what you read in the paper. Uh, we saw where Demotech, which rates you know several dozen Florida insurance companies, wrote in some of its uh, communications to the market that if there's no tort reform in 2021, incremental costs associated with fraud and abuse will be passed on to consumers through rate revisions, close quote. So pretty soon, even more of Florida will be going through what we've just discussed on today's program. And this dilemma is falling squarely on consumers' pocketbooks. I get through my website at least three to four calls and emails a week. Uh, people that find us on the web as I am a staunch consumer advocate doing my best to help educate the market and consumers that if they don't get involved and start talking to the legislature, nothing is going to happen to rebalance this market. In our podcast show notes, I'm going to make sure there's a link to various reports and information uh, that we have been dealing with on our daily basis in the legislature. Great educational material showing charts and graphs of the claims increases, the litigation increases, one showing that there are as many as 85,000 and growing lawsuits currently today filed against property insurance companies. And some will wonder why, and most understand that there are some claims that are not paid perfectly, but most are handled without a problem. And so to have that outrageous number of lawsuits is troubling. We take all the notes so you don't have to, and, and we invite you to like this podcast uh, when you see it out in the social media platforms and to share it with your colleagues and friends and encourage them to simply go online, look up the name of their legislator, and tell them exactly what's happening to their personal property insurance premiums and what's happening to them with other expenses they have to manage. So let us hear from you. Get engaged. Tell me what's been your experience with your premium increases. What's been going on when people knock at your door? Is it contractors? Is it lawyer soliciting? What are your suggestions for making this marketplace better? You can call us and leave your comments on our on-air uh, phone line, which is 850-388-8002. That's 850-388-8002. Or you can send me an email. Most of you know that I stay 24-7 on that at Lisa Miller at lisamillerassociates.com. That's Lisa Miller, all one word, at lisamillerassociates.com. That's today's Florida Insurance Roundup. Thanks for being a part of it. Dulcie, I extend my heartiest gratitude. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And Anna Regia, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate it being here. Very much so. At Lisa Miller & Associates, know that we have a passion for policy and client success. We stay 
strong for advocacy for our insurance policyholders as well as those in the insurance companies that are trying desperately to serve their customers. And until next time, stay safe and we'll talk again soon. This has been Lisa Miller and Associates Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. For more information on today's program, please visit us on the web at www.lisamillerassociates.com.